I'm Dennis Calloway, Grant Manager with the Center for Safe and Secure Schools, a division of the Harris County Department of Education, and welcome to our Take Care Tuesday podcast series, the series that provides you with relevant information that affects our everyday lives. Today I'm joined by Ms. Shalantia Daniel, Creative Director for Creativity Shell, a nonprofit organization that recently launched a major anti-luring campaign in an effort to prevent human trafficking. Shalantia holds a technical diploma in costume design from the International Academy of Design in Toronto. She also holds a bachelor's degree in finance from Thomas Edison University and has a master's degree in educational psychology with an emphasis in creativity, cognition, innovation, and development from Texas A&M. She has worked in the nonprofit sector since she was 12 years old and has worked as a costume, custom bra designer for the last 16 years. After being influenced by her own children, Shalancia realized that there is nothing more important in this world than our kids. Shalancia plans to use her vast creativity experience in sewing and textiles arts to help build the creativity shell. So I'd like to thank Shalancia, uh, Daniel, for being with us here today. Uh, Shalancia, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Uh, doing pretty well. Thank you. And, and uh, you're very welcome. Uh, I wanted to ask you first about your organization. Can you uh, give us some information about Creativity Shell and what, and what you guys do? Sure. Well, the Creativity Shell is a nonprofit organization, and we started it in 2015. In September of this year, we're going to be six years old. Our organization teaches sewing, cooking, textile arts, design, creative architecture. We teach these classes to children in our studios. We go out into schools. We work in our mobile studios, Jerry and Sherry, the buses. And we also work in shelters. We work with kids who are homeless and we also work with sex trafficking survivors. And we use the classes such as the sewing and textile arts, et cetera, to teach them practical and fundamental skills, which is they actually get to learn the art of being able to do these skills, but they also get to build the fundamental skills, which is we use them to help build confidence and self-esteem. That's great. Sounds like a fantastic organization. Um, so I, I know you and I have spoken before and we had talked about um, about luring and then I know you guys have a, an anti-luring campaign. Um, can you help our, our listeners get a better understanding of what uh, luring is? Sure. Well, um, luring is, is a loophole and we started working in shelters that rescue children from sex trafficking about four years ago. And what was really disheartening was that we learned that a lot of the kids who were being trafficked were actually lured into trafficking. So that means that human traffickers aren't abducting children, they're not kidnapping them, they are luring them away. And the problem with that is that if they were to kidnap a child, that's illegal. But if they entice or lure a child to run away with them, that's not illegal. And when a child is lured away, they are often listed with the authorities as being a runaway. Whereas when kids are being kidnapped, we have other 
screens, we have Amber Alerts, we have higher priorities that go into looking for kidnapped children, but we don't have those same priorities when they run away. So if a trafficker can lure a child to run away with them, they they get they buy time. They they know that someone is not aside from maybe the parents and loved ones, but authorities are not actively looking for this child and they're able to transport them throughout the country and do awful things with them all while we're all thinking, hey, this child is a runaway. Maybe they'll come back when they're ready. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have spoken about this um, uh, before, but um, I know that human trafficking, of course, that's a crime. Um, Would you, uh, I imagine this is a crime as well. Luring is absolutely, it absolutely should be a crime, but unfortunately it's not because the actual act of luring, it kind of works in a hierarchy, kind of like a pyramid scheme where you have human traffickers who are at the very top and they basically contract out what we called uh, target finders who then look for what we call target groomers who then target the children. Well, those target groomers could be friends of your children. They could be the same age. They could be their peers. And somebody is essentially paying them to target this one particular child or these these particular children and eventually bring them through that pyramid up into the hands of the human traffickers. So sometimes the person who's actually trafficking the child is not necessarily the person who groomed the child and lured them away. It's just that that person who groomed and lured the child away, somebody paid them for it. Right, right. I understand that. And um, because of uh, because of COVID, I know that we are all working from home, and um, um, you know the adults and children. Um, so where where does the luring occur? I know there's a lot of um, opportunity for kids to to be contacted via the internet, but um, does, is that where it primarily occurs via social media? Social media plays a huge role in it, but the sad thing about luring is that it can also happen off social media where horizontal communication is, is a big ally for it. And the problem with that is that luring is, it's usually a friend of a friend of a friend. So it could be somebody who knows, you know, just sends you a text message it could be somebody who can pick up the phone and call. It could be a neighbor. It could be somebody who you work with. You don't really know who that person is or what their intentions are if they're trying to lure you away. Uh, unfortunately, they they have the intention and they know what they're doing, but it's just hard for us to seek it out because we just don't know who's involved. So can you, can you share maybe what, what can educators do or parents to, to maybe help reduce the, 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 the chance of luring happening with their, with their kids? The best thing that everybody can do is that they can talk about it. They can be open with it. They can say this is actually happening because the sad thing is that I, I've given talks with different parents and one particular parent whose child did was suspected, I'm sorry, of running away and they went through that whole process and procedure of the child not being looked for because they were about 16, they were considered a runaway, it wasn't a high priority. And to, to benefit or even just to, to be on the receiving end where we're, we're a child now, let's just say that we have a young, a young person, 13, 14, who all of a sudden 
that they're getting you know flooded with new friends and these friends are buying them clothes and buying them cell phones and inviting them out you now have a child who maybe didn't have friends before and all of a sudden they have friends and they weren't even suspecting that these newfound friends could be actually trying to groom them or lure them away so at this point i think the best way to tackle this is to start educating parents and teachers and children and letting them know that this racketeering is actually happening it's happening in our schools it's happening in our sports teams it's happening all around us and we just aren't talking about it and um and and in order to to get these teachers and parents involved um are there any programs or anything that that your organization can help with to to help um assist these um these parents and teachers well, the Creativity Shell is in the process of building anti-luring commissions. Uh, the anti-luring commissions will consist of parents from the different school districts and all the different schools. We essentially would love to have a parent group of about eight children, or sorry, eight parents, sorry, representing each school where we can put posters, we can help uh, with distribution, we can get information out to the parents, we can get information out to the children. And even getting the information out to those target groomers who, like I said, could be even the peers of the people who they are luring away, letting them know that it's wrong, letting them think twice about it as somebody approached them to say, hey, I can pay you to do this. And just letting everybody know that everyone's eyes are more open and this just, this luring behavior cannot operate in the shadows any longer. Okay. Um, well, Shalancia, thanks for that. And um, are there any, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with our listeners as we, as we close out any uh, uh, important areas related to, to your anti-luring campaign or, or just anything in general uh, that, that we can leave our listeners with? Um, <laughs> that's a really hard one. Um, I'll, I'll leave it on a more positive note. You know, when you're talking about human trafficking, it is just such a difficult topic to talk about. And I think that a lot of people avoid having these conversations because you just don't want to get into the difficulty of it. But I just would like to let everybody know that there is a lot of work being done and a lot of children are being are, are being rescued. There, There's a lot of survivors and the help that we get from the public and even just donating to different organizations who are doing different work to help fight this. It's really important. So thank you guys all for your help. Oh, absolutely. And, and thank you once again, Jalantia, for, uh, for joining us and, and uh, talking about this very important and serious um, um, situation. So thanks once again. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And we come to the end of another episode of Take Care Tuesday. Find more Take Care Tuesday podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at CSSS underscore HCDE, Facebook HCDE, Center for Safe and Secure Schools, or find us online at www.hcde-texas.org by clicking on Education Services and then Safe and Secure Schools. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay safe, stay secure, and take care.